The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, now with two locations, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-Shirt Designs, Mr. Antenna, and by Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas. Now your host, Jim Tofty. It seems like Bernie Capel has been a TV star for as long as I can remember, not only making early appearances on the Dick Van Dyke Show, My Favorite Martian, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, Bewitched, and That Girl, but also as a regular on the legendary Get Smart and the long-running Love Boat. Now, Bernie is co-starring on the CBS hit sitcom Be Positive, and I'm lucky enough to have him on the line right now in Los Angeles. Bernie, how are you, sir? Hey, Jim, how are you? I'm fantastic, thank you, and I hope that you've uh, had a healthy year this past year, if that's possible. Well, I've remained alive, and that's a big plus right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> this, is my, this is my 87th year, and I said, holy mackerel, how about that? Wow. How about that? You still love acting. I mean, I've seen interviews with you before, and I mean, it's. I know that you always say, why stop? I love it. Keep coming at them. Keep coming at them. Yeah. I just remember my my early days when I had to do all this, uh, the these caca jobs with the, uh, with the taxi driving. But the taxi driving was interesting. I picked up Satchmo at one point. Wow. And uh, he just come, Satchmo, he had just, he was at the Knickerbocker Hotel. And he's sitting in the back with his manager, and I kept listening to what they're saying. He kept using the word malice, malice. He had just come back from a tour of the South. Satchmo, Louis Armstrong. Yeah. Oh my God. And uh, he had he had faced some serious bigotry in the South. And so when I dropped him off at his destination, I said, "A great, a great pleasure, a great honor to have you in my taxi, Mister Louis Armstrong." And he and he reached into his pocket and he gave me a fifteen cent tip. <laughs> I learned something. Then. I learned something. I said the older people were, the worse tippers they were. Yeah, their their was, tips uh, didn't uh, correlate with inflation, I suppose. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> and one of the the other really great things was when when I picked up um, uh, Fest Parker. Fess Parker looks up at the, my my license when you, you know when you driving a taxi you have to show your license and he leans over and I was just a kid at the time he says you don't seem like your average taxi driver I said oh no I'm an actor <laughs> so he, said, he said well this acting thing is very nice but what you want to do is hold on to as much money as you can and invest it as wisely as you can he said then you'll have something to show for it and that's the way he's lived his whole life right uh, yeah. He had a he had an inn up in Santa Inez. He had a uh, Double Tree Hotel up there. He had acres and acres of of wine for his uh, his his winery up there. And um, through Ed Ames, who played Mingo, sure on Daniel Boone, he he said he said oh, he said you went to, you drove a taxi with Fess. He said come on up and we'll, we'll I'll reintroduce you. So I came up with my wife and my two two boys. They were just little kids at the time. And I said, and he's driving a little uh, Vespa. And I said, Vess, after I dropped you, uh, after, after <laughs> the taxi drive and I dropped you off, I said, whatever became of you? <laughs> and he just looked at me and he said, I don't know. It's all a blur. I know. <laughs> so, and then, uh, then, then on Thursdays, we'd go up to his inn in Santa Inez, and he was really a country boy at heart. He was just sweet, 
simple in the best way kind of a guy. He had a company. Does anybody want to sing? So he would start off the singing, and then his wife sang, and whoever else wanted to get up and sing. So we sang, and then Ed Ames finished the night with a, with his own powerful uh, bass baritone voice sure. singing. And so Fess was just a delight, delightful human being. And uh, these are, you know, these these behind the scenes stories are so great because I've I've never heard any of these before. Uh, I I knew that Fess Parker was a big time investor, but you know, you see someone like Louis Armstrong on the Ed Sullivan show, and everything just seems happy. And you know, as a kid, you didn't realize all that stuff that uh, those artists were going through back in the day. You know, the whole Green Book situation. Well, you you, you don't know. I mean, you, sometimes you see you see a star on TV and say, oh my God, look, he must have been born into this. A lot of people went through a lot of crap uh, to get to where they were, uh, including including myself. I went through all these amazingly awful uh, jobs just to, uh, Jerry Stiller used to say, survival jobs. These are survival jobs. And, uh, you know, with the taxi driving and the trying to sell Kirby vacuum cleaners and uh, going all this and being a stock boy for the blue chip uh, they don't have that anymore, uh, but things things have moved on. But eventually, eventually you find a way. And when I was when I was trying to sell Kirby vacuum cleaners, some brilliant thing happened. The the, the owner of the, of the place, the little place on uh, on uh, La Brea, he was playing this tape, a positive thinking tape. As we were coming back, being depressed because we bombed out on a sale, the, the tape said. Your mind is as the earth. Whatever you plant in your mind will grow. If you plant onions in the ground, onions will grow. If you plant tomatoes, tomatoes will grow. If you plant negativity and allow that to grow, that's that's well. Now you have a choice. Plant positivity, and that will. And that just set me off on a whole thing of positive thinking. And I learned it's a much more, it's a much better thing. And the show that I'm doing now is called B. Positive, right? So I learned how to be positive, how to plant the positive things in my in my mind, and that's what's been growing now for all of these years. And I'm just so grateful I sort of stumbled into that philosophy. And you know, Bernie, you need that when you're going going through the auditioning process. I know. Uh, do you remember auditioning and getting the part of Siegfried on on Get Smart? And were Mel Brooks and Buck Henry? Yeah. Well, you know, whatever, Mel, I didn't have to audition for that because Leonard Stern, who was one of the triumvirate of, of, uh, uh, of uh, talent associates, he came to see me in a play that I, that I did on Santa Monica Boulevard, a little 158-seat theater, uh, and I played a Russian uh, immigrant in that. Uh, and he came backstage and he said, you were very good. He says, we're going to work together. So I said, well, with my background, I said, well, this is Hollywood BS. Yeah. He, uh, he handed me, he just handed me the role of Siegfried on Get Smart uh, about two years after that. And it turned out to be one of the great joys of, of my professional life. And I got to work with Don Adams. Right. Don Adams. Was such a, he was a Marine in World War II. The bullets didn't kill him, but the goddamn cigarettes did him in. Yeah. It was a tragedy because I he was such a supportive, great friend. And I had little issues with, with some stars of other shows. 
they didn't like it when they I got a laugh, like Danny Kay. I made a horrible mistake one day. I got a laugh. And he had he did not like that at all. Really? I, asked Don, I said, Don, my, yeah, Danny had to be the virtuoso. Everybody else just had to set him up. Anyway, with Don, I asked Don, I said, Don, am I bothering you? And he said, no, you set me up. I said, oh, thank God. So he was very accepting. And at one point, he even imitated my my accent. He played, <laughs> he played a, German, a German officer with my accent, and he did that. That meaning, stop talking, I'm going to talk now. But I loved him, and he loved me, and, it was, and I still am a great friends with Barbara Feldon, who is just a delightful, lovely, beautiful lady. Every time I'm in New York, we have dinner, and... We, we schmooze and we had a good time. Oh, that's great. Well, you've worked with so many beautiful girls, but Elizabeth Montgomery and Bewitched, she was stunning, wasn't she? I imagine she was just incredible to look she at was, in person. She was everything, everything. And on her show, I played the 100-year-old apothecary. And, great. Uh, it was two and a half hours and two and a half hours in makeup. And if I had to do it today, I would sit in the makeup chair and the makeup guy would look at me Looked me over and he said, "What do you need? You're fine. You don't. You don't need anything." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I get it now. <laughs> because I'm 87. Holy mackerel! <laughs> but Elizabeth, Elizabeth was oh, and a little naughty. A little naughty. One day she, I was doing the, uh, the, the guy with the afro, and uh, she whispers behind me. She says, "Bernie, would you like a drink?" I said, "With you?" She said, "Yeah." So I went into her dressing room. She made me a drink. So I had a drink, and I had another drink, and we're having a lovely conversation. And then I, and then I figured out, oh, my God, what an idiot I am. I've got more scenes to do, and I'm a little <laughs> woozy. And I just, what a schmuck. I said, oh, no. And uh, that was a great life lesson, because I thought, is this my last day in the business? Am I, if I destroyed myself, so no, I didn't. And she was delicious. She was absolutely delicious. And as the hundred-year-old apothecary, I got to kiss her, and I said, "Oh my goodness, I'm kissing Elizabeth Montgomery." <laughs> and that was tremendous fun on that on that show. Did you work? I've heard stories. Correct me if I'm wrong. That Dick York was of the two Dicks who worked on the show. That Dick York was just a great guy to work with. I never worked with Dick. Dick had some kind of uh, physical problem that that I think he may have gotten in the in the army. Yeah, I think he had back and problems, didn't he? He had back problems, and it, he had to take medication. And after a while, they said, "Well, this is not useful anymore." And they brought in Dick Sargent, and I just got to work with Dick Sargent. But um, we had, and then we had Carol Carol Wayne. Sure, remember? she was a very sexy girl. And she worked with uh, Johnny Carson a number of times, and uh, she, she played. There was great imagination on the show. She played a bunny. I remember that one. It, it, yeah, she turned into a girl. And Bill Asher, the producer, director of the show, everything was always so smooth. But there was a one problem that that one one day where I was playing a, a normal human being. And she was she was the bunny, and she turned into a woman, and she had this speech to say, "Oh, I love being in the in the forest, and I get to play uh, with with the, with the bunnies and the deer, 
and the and, and the beaver and, and all this and <laughs> something was not happening the way it was supposed to be happening. She had a group do this speech as she coming around the table with six people and sit down. And Bill, for the first time he got a little bit upset. He said he said, Damn it, this is not this this is not uh, brain science. You just you go around the table, you say the bunny and the deer and then this and then you sit on your beaver. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that was saying, okay, lunch one hour. <laughs> that, was, that will stop at any time. That will uh, that will be. Uh, <laughs> that that's in. That's incredible. Well, when the love boat came along, you and Gavin McLeod, I believe, were really the only name brands who were part of the show. So did you have any idea that the show would become as huge as it was? Because it just went on forever. It was a classic. We got the crappiest reviews. I mean, the, 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 the schmuck who was doing the, uh, the LA Times uh, television critic, he said, it's going to sink like the Titanic. Well, <laughs> it didn't sink, but it went on. We were in 98 countries and it went on for actually 13 years because it was first 10 years and then we did three two-hour episodes, but it was just celebrated all over the world, and uh, just very very lucky how, how it worked out. And I had been in the Navy, and we we went in the love boat. We went back to some of the same countries I'd gone into in the in the Navy, but this was 20 years later, with great opulence and luxury, and uh, it was just this amazing dream. And I was just a seaman apprentice in the, in the Navy. And then I got to be a full commander uh, in the love boat. And not, not everybody knew what those epaulets meant, but I did. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm very, very happy being a commander as opposed to being a seaman apprentice, a little a little shithead in the, in the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're part of this uh, Be Positive show. It's a great cast. I, I love this show. You must enjoy doing it. Well, it's Annalee Ashford, who is a Broadway singer and dancer and comedian, and uh, and and uh, Thomas Middleditch. Sorry, Thomas. Right. I'd worked with him on on uh, Silicon Valley, right? Silicon Valley, where you could, I mean, HBO. You could say anything. You could say any dirty word, and everybody's dropping the f bomb, f bomb, f bomb all over the place. And one guy's trying to prove to the guy next to him that he's. He has less of a character than, than the other guy, but that's the, the beginning days of television. Had to be everybody had to be polite, because why? Because they were selling stuff, and you don't want to disappoint anybody or made anybody unhappy, because then they wouldn't buy the soap or the, or the cars or the beer or the or, cigarettes. Or whatever it was. <laughs> Oh, the cigarettes? Yeah, a lot of cigarettes. Uh, so you got to be polite. You couldn't use the word pregnant. Uh, even a married couple, if you're making love, one one foot had to be on the floor. That'll break anybody's back. <laughs> Try it sometime. You'll never you'll never walk again. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was a whole other world. But uh, television is growing up, even on Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, they have arguments, and that's okay. Like real human beings have arguments. By the way, I love that show. I love that show. Look for Bernie on Be Positive. It's Thursdays on CBS. Wish we had more time. It's always great to catch up with you, and I'm glad that you're doing so well. All right, Jim. Get out there, kick some ass, and have some fun. All right, and stay, buddy. 
healthy. Stay healthy. You as well, young man. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Such great stories from Bernie about working on Get Smart with Don Adams and Barbara Feldon. Also, Danny Kay being a little bit of a prima donna. And that great story about having a few drinks with Elizabeth Montgomery. Look for the great Bernie Capel on Be Positive. That ends this episode of The Fake Show. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you back here next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com. Life's sweetest reward. Let it fly.